Welcome to Sidebar, the bite-sized episodes from Blind Laws Don't Judge Me podcast. I'm Andy Leonetti, your host. Laura Temi is still spelunking. I don't know where. <laughs> should we send somebody out to look for We probably, it? at I this mean, point, you... should send a search party. Yeah, look for flares Has or something. Has it been something. 48 hours? <laughs> um, I'm joined by Vedahi again. Hey, yo. And Joe. Hey. And guys, uh, it's... The most, well, the most romantic time of the year was is just in our rearview mirrors. Uh, we just we just got through Valentine's Day. I don't know how you, how do you guys feel about Valentine's Day? I don't know. I I much prefer February fifteenth when all the chocolates are half off. Oh, that's good. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, so Valentine's is is the most loved and hated holiday, right? I mean, some people can't get enough of the chocolates and the romance other people hate it even if they're in a relationship me and of course if you've just gotten (laughs) out of a relationship then it might be even worse than usual right probably all gotten your fill of valentine's day but this is also the most unromantic time of the year because uh january february and march are divorce season um oh really truly huh yes Um, Why do you think that is? January is unofficially dubbed divorce month by by attorneys. And then further, uh, University of Washington study has found that filings spike early in the year and online searches for divorce and child custody peak in March as well. And that's just could that could be a delay from initial meetings with a lawyer in January. But is it something about the holidays? Yeah, it boils down to um, people. A lot of a lot of couples like to get through the holidays before the, yeah. before they file. Other couples, the holidays actually increase the stress. Okay, makes sense. And then they get the cold hard slap of reality in the face when the holidays are over. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the other reason is for taxes. I was wondering. Which is that some people have long decided to separate earlier, much earlier in the year prior and then wait right. until a new tax year to file for divorce. Right. Well, in the holiday <laughs> spirits. <laughs> so we, so, you know, this is just, we have, I think we have some general advice and horror stories for you today, <laughs> which is, and I think really what it, boils down to is if you are going through a divorce it's very important to maintain a sense of perspective um, <laughs> i've taught you well andy that was a very diplomatic way of putting it <laughs> um, one story that i found when i was preparing for today was a famous story that dates back to 1997 which is a california woman filed for divorce to the husband, out of the blue, um, after 25 years of what he had believed had been a happy marriage. But it turns out, on December 28th, 1996, just 11 days before she filed for divorce, the wife had won $1.3 million in the California lottery. And oh, wow. and all of a sudden decided that she didn't feel like sharing. Um, <laughs> after, 20, <laughs> after 25 years. Um, oh, man. She took she took some various actions to keep the money all to herself, um, including filing for divorce. But when the truth came out, the L.A. County Family Court judge who was overseeing the case ruled that she had violated 
um, some state asset disclosure laws and awarded every cent of her lottery winnings to her ex-husband. Ooh. It completely blew up in her face. Sorry, did she win the lottery while they were still married and they hadn't even yes. separated yet? Correct. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, I, I asked that because, like, some states are community property states and some states are equitable division states. And winning the lottery during marriage, like, if, if one party wins lottery during marriage... California, a community property state. Community property state. Well, that... Their their lottery winnings are subject to equitable distribution upon divorce. So, yeah, it, it's it's considered marital property. I think that you probably accept the fact that the person you've been married to for 25 years probably is going to get a cut of these lottery winnings, and you shouldn't take steps to keep it secret. I will say that when spouses have already separated but not actually divorced and they and they win the lottery in, in that little interim, they do get a little bit more leeway in some courts. Like the, the cutoff is a little bit of a more mm-hmm. gray area. But it but again it really depends by state by state, court by court. Yeah. And I was reading some other uh I was reading a bu- a little BuzzFeed listicle where uh lawyers divulged <laughs> some of the craziest divorce stories they've ever been a part of. Um one one was it took a couple it took the couple two hours to decide who would get the groceries left in the refrigerator, which had an estimated value of about $40. <laughs> and when you boil and that down. And how much di- did that two yeah, hours yeah, cost when, them in attorney fees? When you, when, when you boil that down to opposing counsel time, <laughs> the mediator's time, your lawyer's time, that's, uh, that's about $1,000. Wow. So. Um, I hope these were people that were made of money and they were just sticking to it for the principal. Yeah, I think a lot of times, yeah, what I was reading another That is what happens. Yeah, yeah, when I was reading another one, it was a husband and wife going going um going at it over an ashtray that they got in Vegas. They spent nearly $5,000 in attorney fees over an ashtray, and what it turned out was the husband just said he didn't care about the costs because he wanted to smash it on the courthouse steps in front of his wife or ex-wife if he won, and he won and he followed through with it. <laughs> and to him, that was worth thousands of dollars. Wow. Priorities, Pri- people. Priorities. Yeah. Um, and there's there's all sorts of crazy celebrity settlements. You know, the most recent one was Kim and Kanye. They settled their divorce late last year. And while is it yay or ye? Or is it it's, yay. Is it, it's yay. Okay. Yeezy, but yay. Yeah, yay, because that's now his name. Um, mm-hmm. he avoided alimony naturally. Um, but he will, but he will pay two hundred thousand dollars a month in child support. Um, oh wow! But I, uh, but remember, this should be no surprise to anyone who's an old school Kanye fan and remembers their gold digger. But they had a prenup, and so that prenup is keeping a large part of their property separate. Mm-hmm. Yes, two hundred thousand dollars a month in child support. I just. For what? Do they have two kids or? They have three, three? right? Do they have I can't three? Keep up. Um, North, West, and Saint, right? Aren't those the three? Okay, I didn't know about the the last one. Okay, um, so two hundred thousand dollars a month. Fantastic. That's quite the lifestyle those kids are maintaining, I guess. <laughs> Kitty boarding school in the Northeast or something like I don't. 
I have no clue what could require $200,000 a month in child support. I, I bet that a lot of people do have a question about that because why does he have to pay so much money when clearly a child doesn't need that much money to live? And the answer is that it's not about meeting a child's minimum needs. It's about providing the same sort of lifestyle mm-hmm. as that child would have had if the couple had stayed together. And Kanye West is obvious, or I'm sorry, Yay West or Yay. It's just Yay. It's just Yay now. Yay. Okay. Yay. I'm so, I don't follow celebrity news, but <laughs> um, so so anyway, so he was obviously very well to do, and his children were probably enjoying a good lifestyle beforehand, and so now that they're divorced, he has to pay that much money. Um, the court right. is not suggesting. That they need $200,000. That's what, that's what Kim would have said, you know, she would have suggested that and shown evidence that child expenditures were formerly at this level, so I need to maintain this level in order to... By the way, they have four kids from oh, man. three to nine years old. Okay. Maybe so there's now, like an so east now, there somewhere. So now the $200,000 makes more sense that there's four. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're reasonable. Yeah, I would love to live off of a fraction of that for a year, let alone a month. Um, but, uh, and that is despite the fact that they had prenups keeping a large part of, presumably keeping a large part of Ye's assets protected. He's still, again, child support doesn't really get to your assets that are supported by prenups. It's kind mm-hmm. of a separate protection there. It's kind of a separate mm-hmm. obligation that you have. And for better or for worse, I guess rich kids get to stay rich. Yeah. In in alimony <laughs> support. It's it's kind of messed yep. up. I'm I, I'm not a fan of that. But. And what about <laughs> I believe Vedahi, you said you had you had gone down a rabbit hole reading about oh. a uh Oh yeah. A, a gift that oh, okay. maybe kind of it may be kind of hard to take back. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So well Gifts in general, first of all. Uh, what happens when you have a gift during marriage, whether one spouse makes the gift to another or you guys get a gift from third party, and how do you split that up in a divorce? Well, there's these like marital gift exceptions about how things are distributed. So separate property includes gifts if... It, 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 okay, let's say the married couple gets a gift from a third party. That's supposed to... Like, that's supposed to be considered separate property, um, which which separate property is, is property that one spouse acquires before the marriage. Like, one spouse is gifted to it, right? So that's not supposed to be distributable or commingled, right? But then marital gifts, so, like, if you get a gift before the marriage and then you get married, you get to keep that original gift that you got when you were unmarried, if that makes sense. But then if you get a gift as a marital, as a couple that's married... That is usually considered like a marital marital gift and might be subject to distribution, even if it's like a, a pearl necklace that the that the heterosexual woman wife gets and and the the cis husband does not wear. They might they, there might be a case to to split it up, even though it's obviously intended for her if they got it while they were married. And then there's this whole question of what if one spouse gives a gift to the other spouse and. Uh, here, intent kind of counts. Intent kind of matters. So, like, was this meant to be a gift? Was it, you know, if it's if it's meant to be a gift, most courts will say, no takesies backsies, basically. That is what the court said in response to 
a husband who recently tried to sue his wife after they got divorced because he wanted back the kidney he donated her. <laughs> and her Ooh. argument was, well, I guess, or the court's argument, the attorney's argument was that this was a gift. Um, <laughs> and uh, a gift of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, and oh, man. The, the doctor uh, had tried to classify the kidney as a marital asset. The divorce was clearly very bitter, y'all. The fact that this husband wanted it back, knowing how pretty vital it was, probably says a lot. Um, and I don't know how much, I don't know how much the fact that this was like beyond petty, this was like her life was literally at stake. I don't know how much that played into the judge's decision here. But other than <laughs> It is beyond he, petty, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Um <laughs> But uh, but but other things that were cited here is that like well, this it's it's kind of illegal to like extract monetary compensation for organs. So the husband could be liable for like criminal prosecution if he tried to go down that route and get money back. Um, but also ultimately, human organs are not commodities. Like like the fact that it was an organ probably played way more into this decision than just the fact that it was an intentional gift or not. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> listeners, you will not be in quite uh, quite a dire situation as that. But um, if you are, it looks like you will have sympathy. The, the The recipient of the organ will probably have sympathy from the courts. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the one thing more important than a kidney in a divorce. <laughs> and that's oh, jeez. The, that's the, the Netflix subscription. Because... <laughs> 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 so yeah, a, a couple of years ago, did did you like that segue, Andy? I, I appreciate it. Uh, you can I be actually, dark, I Joe, have, but we're not allowed to be dark. My wife and I have a one. <laughs> my wife and I have a one item prenup, and it does, and it and it relates to our Netflix password. Are you serious? That's fantastic. <laughs> um, so a couple of years ago, it was kind of. A, a big thing to talk about pets in a divorce, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, custody of pets because everybody cares about what happens to their their dog and their cat in a divorce. And that makes a lot of sense. But kind of the latest thing that couples are fighting over are streaming service passwords. Because as we all know, it's really easy to share passwords, uh, especially with a significant other, you know? And uh, it can actually be kind mm-hmm. of a relationship step for some couples where oh, it's like, God. yeah, we can share passwords, we can, you oh, know. Oh, God, how <laughs> yeah. hopelessly lame. I will just say then, all of my friends and my friends' friends have my passwords, so I guess I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is actually really common, too. But, you know, it, it can actually be serious because it adds up quick. People don't want to pay for new subscriptions especially if they're going through a divorce which can be pretty expensive so who gets the password and it's not that unreasonable because if you think about kind of practically speaking you don't really want to know what your ex is watching you know why were they watching that romantic comedy (laughs) last night but that can actually be a part of the divorce agreement now and there are couples who will include that in their divorce agreement where it's like okay i'll pay for the netflix (laughs) give you your own profile on netflix and then you pay for hulu and i get my own profile on hulu we'll just go our go our separate ways this more definitely falls along the petty lines but it's definitely something that married couples and even just 
couples in general have been dealing with about who gets what password. And now, especially since streaming platforms are kind of cracking down a little bit on password sharing, off and on they do anyway, um, there might be some more concern about whether you have to give up all of your entertainment options when you get divorced. But once again, think about the amount of money that you will pay an attorney to resolve that issue if you cannot resolve it yourself. Yeah, folks, what, like $15 a month for your subscription is significantly less than whatever you will pay for an attorney if you if you let your pride get in the way right here. Right. Yeah, this this is definitely something to agree on between you. <laughs> it, it, this, is, this is something to say, hey, how about you take Hulu, I take Netflix, we'll call it a day. Uh, <laughs> and the attorneys that's definitely... will take nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, do that. And then, yeah, don't fight over it. But, um, but that is something to consider when you're going through a divorce, too. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think what we're, what we're all trying to say here is don't be petty, don't hide things, and just think long and hard about what actually is important to you and what is, what is you just trying to put some points on the board over your soon-to-be ex. Embracing those things can, can make the process go a lot, a lot smoother for, for 90 seven percent of us out there <laughs> and if you don't believe us watch marriage story with adam driver and scarjo as a prime example thanks for listening to sidebar from fine laws don't judge me we'll be releasing these every other week between our full-length episodes please subscribe to rate and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts and if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover send us an email at finelawpodcast at thompsonreuters.com 